I don't need my glasses this morning. That's the beautiful thing about the computer. You can go from 11 font up to 14 and 15. And Ah, oh, yes. Did, did anybody drink from this water? Okay. Man, I was singing so hard and loud, and I got a dry throat. Oh, how many of you love to praise? I, I do. I don't know if you've ever noticed that. I've lost my voice, like, in the last year, like, three times up here as I'm worshiping, leading. And uh, I just love it. And uh, this message this morning is uh, encouraging. So I want to encourage you. The psalmist said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless the Lord. Amen? So I want to encourage you to, you know, when we get together, have this time of corporate worship, just... Just go for it. Just go for it. Have an awesome time blessing the Lord. Pastor David introduced the subject last week. How many of you heard the message last week? I wasn't in the service. I was Sunday school teaching, and so I heard it online. Awesome. So if you didn't hear the message, go online. Um... I actually have the down, I downloaded the app, and it's the very first page. When I hit the little app button, the very first page is the messages, and then I just click it, and I listen. So I want to encourage you, encourage you to listen online. A couple points I really want to, I think are really important. We need each other. You know, in today's society, I, I, you know, I, I, even, I even fall into the pattern. No, not the pattern. Every, it's not a pattern. But every once in a while, I just want to go home and just watch TV all evening. And just be by myself. Or with my wife. <laughs> you know, she'll... But, you know, what do you, you want to... You know, the, the, our kids now are driving, and they're off and doing stuff, and we're just home by ourselves. You want to go for dinner? Oh, why, why don't we just order in and then just watch TV all evening? Do not. And every once in a while, that's okay. But, you know, we need each other. Sometimes Tuesdays are the craziest day, and then you get home, and you have dinner, and it's like life group tonight or ladies' Bible study. I never say that. I never say, oh, no, ladies Bible study. Man to man. So Tuesday nights are busy, and, that, and Tuesdays always seem to be a busy day, and it's like tired. But you know when you get together and fellowship, there's life that is exchanged. Life that is exchanged, and you encourage yourself and each other. And so when I was listening to Pastor David, it, the, just the, the phrase, we need each other. Now, there's an interesting thing about needing each other. Like my, my thigh, my whatever that bone is in there, needs the next couple bones that are down here. 
But in order for it to work properly, there has to be a connection. And this part of my leg needs to relate to this part of my leg or else the connection doesn't happen. And that relating is called relationship. Relationship, as Pastor David said last week, takes sacrifice. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. We, we need to give ourselves, it said, present your body a living sacrifice. So we need to sacrifice the time and the energy to relate. Now, a challenging thing about relationships is Jesus said, you know, it's impossible that offenses won't come. So taking out the, the double negative, it, Jesus is saying offenses are going to come. The opportunity to be offended is going to come. Because that's relationship and that's humanity. And, and sometimes in those interactions, things can go negative. And that's why we always got to have our heart guarded. Our minds guarded. And our, our brains, our minds, our thinking capacities take, I, you know, we, we just get, it just happens naturally. You can, your brain just consumes with this whole conversation you're going to have with this other person when you see them next. And, and Paul says, you know, you got to take those thoughts captivity. And at times you got to cast them down. Cast down vain imagination. And so, sometimes we need to really be careful as we relate as members. Because the first thing that happens in an offense is isolation. You isolate yourself. You take yourself out of the picture. You like, this thing, this thing comes up. And, and we want to isolate, and we just kind of want to go back and just kind of lick our wounds and, and feel sorry. It's just this, this incredible natural tendency to go there and isolate. And today's society is just feeds into that. And I want to challenge all of us, and I want to encourage us. Actually, it says up there, Hebrews 13. We're going to go there in a little while. But when we're members of one another, it's about relationship. And encouraging one another is building each other up in that. And at times, that can be challenging and hard. And I want to, we're going to look at some, a few scripture verses here. Because encouragement is vital. From the very beginning, from the very beginning, Satan has not wanted God's plan to succeed. From the very beginning. Now, we're, when, when in Hebrews chapter 3... We, 
Pull up verse 1, Hebrews 3, verse 1, if we can. It says, I got all kinds of notes here, and, I, you know, a couple weeks ago we had Pastor Picklet come. And he, he, uh, he says, this morning I've just, I got this loaf of bread, and I'm just going to grab a chunk out, and I'm going to hand it out. And I'm going to grab a chunk here. And I was thinking about this. You know what? I'm a sliced bread kind of guy. So today, I'm going to slice a few pieces, and we'll see how many slices we can get through. And then we're going to bundle it up, and you can take a few slices home with you today. But, uh, holy brethren, brothers and sisters, members, part, now here, partakers of a heavenly call. Each one of us have a heavenly calling on our life. And Satan doesn't like that. And from the very beginning, when we flip from Genesis 3 to Genesis 4, we see immediately the attack of Satan on the seed of God. We see Cain having a hard time with the word of God and doesn't want to follow the pattern that God has set. And then he gets angry at his brother who is prospering because he's following the word of God. And we see one brother killing another brother and a destruction of the seed. And if you go back to Genesis 3, you'll see that Satan was going to be at enmity. And you are the seed of God. You are the seed of God and you have a heavenly calling on your life. And Satan doesn't like it. And he's going to cause problems and chaos and confusion and everything else to strip you of your courage in following that calling. He wants to wear you out. From the very beginning, he was wearing people out. Just wearing you out. Because... He does not want you to fulfill the calling. And that's why the writer of Hebrews says, consider Jesus. Focus on the author and the finisher of your faith. Focus, focus. Because you have a calling on your life. And Satan does not want you to fulfill it. And so he wants to wear you down. Strip you of your strength. That's the definition of discourage the thief wants to come to steal kill destroy discourage you from fulfilling the calling that you have I mean I don't know about you but my life is so busy and crazy and things happening and I think I have a day off, and before I know it, it's 3 o'clock in the morning, and my kids are coming home from school. And like, oh, where did my day go? And busy, busy, confusion, confusion, chaos, stress, anxiety. And I, you get discouraged. We get discouraged. And this morning, how do we encourage ourselves? I want to real quickly, I want to read the rest of this chapter. So as I read, Justin, just kind of keep up with me. Um, we're going to end up going. 
I'm just going to skip a few. I'll tell you what verse I'm on. How about that? And I'm going to read from a different translation, so you're just going to see it up there as we go. So, dear brothers and sisters, that's why it says brethren, members one of another, you have been made holy, and each of you is invited to feast, to the feast of your heavenly calling. So, I love this. So, fasten your thoughts fully on Jesus, whom we embrace as our apostle and king priest. For he was faithful to the Father who appointed him. I'm just going to summarize the next bunch of verses. The children of Israel. Uh, you know what? Actually, I want, to, I want to springboard a little bit off what Pastor David said. Actually, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to slow down because it was a thought that. It, you know how fast God can turn around something? We have a children of Israel who are slaves. They're a slave nation. And in one night, God, well, God, through a process of demonstrating himself to Pharaoh, who refused to let them go, then in one night, he reversed his thought process and he released the slaves. They were in the wilderness, and this is where actually this passage is going. That's why it triggered my thought. They went into the wilderness. They met with God. God revealed himself in a powerful way on, on Mount Moriah, Mount Sinai, eventually. And then they marched for, I think it was 11 days. They stayed as God birthed the nation, gave them the commandments, the, the, uh, the law, birthed the nation over a couple-month period. They camped out there, and he miraculously supplied. Miraculously supplied. Then for, I believe it was 11 days, they marched to the edge of Canaan. In a matter of months, a slave nation with no ownership, with nothing, they're about to inherit And full of courage, full of courage, ten spies went in and discouraged them. Discouraged them. And caused them, that generation did not inherit. It wasn't like the, that generation got delayed 40 years. That generation died. Actually, let's read all right, Justin, here we go, back on track. And Sandra, <laughs> uh, listen to this. Verse 7, verse 3. Therefore, just as the Holy Spirit said this morning, today. Thank you, Sandra. Today. Did you hear that this morning? That's amazing. Did, did you see my notes? <laughs> no, no, no. If only you would listen to his voice this day. Do not make him angry. This is what happened to the children of Israel. Miraculous, miraculous courage, excitement. 
don't make him angry by hardening your hearts. A little bit of hardship, a little bit of challenge, and their hearts. There your father, oh sorry, like your sisters did during the days of their rebellion. This is what discouragement will do to you. That's why we have to guard ourselves from losing our courage. And that's why we need to discipline ourselves to gather together to receive encouragement. Listen to this process. When they tested me in the wilderness. Verse 9. There your fathers tested me and tried my patience. Even though they saw my miracles for 40 years, they still doubted me. Doubt. Hardening the heart and their rebellion led to doubt. They ignited my anger. No, sorry. This in, ignited my anger with that generation. I said to them, they wander in their hearts. They go astray in their heart. That's what discouragement. As you lose your courage and as, as, you, as, you, as you neglect to encourage each other. They wander in their hearts just like they wander with their feet. And they refuse to learn my ways. My heart grieved over them, so I decreed they will never enter into the calming rest of my spirit. Verse 12. So search your hearts every day, my brothers and my sisters, dear brethren, that there not be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart that falls away from the living God. Next verse. I'm going to read it from here. But, there you go, encourage one another. Day after day. While, as long as it is still called today, so that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Next verse. For we have become partakers. This is one translation. We have been mingled together with Christ. If we hold fast the beginning of our assurance, firm until. Encourage. Encourage. What does that look like? In five minutes. In five minutes. What does that look like? Oh. <laughs> I, I, you know what, I, I just want to go through some definitions here. You know, Jesus was the original encourager. This is what Jesus said in John. Maybe we can pull that up. Um, sorry, I'm going to go. John 14, 16. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper. And I'm just going to read right from my notes so that I don't. The Greek word used for helper is parakletos. And it's a technical word. 
That can be translated defense attorney. And its meaning means one called to stand next to you as a helper. That's an encourager. That's an encourager. Jesus was the original because he said, I'm going to send another encourager. There's a Greek word. Another is the Greek word alos. It means another of the exact same kind. It's not some sort of different one. It's another of the exact. So Jesus was the original encourager. And that's why the disciples were, were having a hard time with him leaving. Because he taught them. He helped them. He advocated for them. He served them. He was their encourager. And so Jesus, understanding, said, I'm going to send another encourager for you. And it's the Holy Spirit. Who dwells in you? The encourager. Who's our model and example? Jesus, the encourager. So we have an example of the encourager. We have the encourager living inside us. And what does God want us to do for each other? Encourage one another so that each of us will inherit the inheritance and that we will fulfill the heavenly calling that God has on our lives. It's not a competition. I'm not going to Kenya because I just love going to Kenya and I love the flights. And I'm not trying to collect air miles. And I'm not going to Africa to get a notch on my belt so that I can hold it over your head. I'd love to take you with me. I'm going there to fulfill the calling that's on my life. And I've met with several of you that have callings on your... And I'm not in a competition. It's not a member against member. It's a member connected in covenant relationship that wants the best for each other, that relates to each other and speaks words of life, that lifts the other one, that strengthen. Encourage means to strengthen. David, when he was at his lowest, had nobody said. It says he encouraged himself or he strengthened himself in the Lord. And that is the job for each one of us. And you say, ah, it's not my personality. Well, you have the personality living inside you. You have the encourager living in you. And you have the model of the encourager as we read God's word. So each one of us is called to encourage each other, to, uh, to, to motivate each other to, to fulfill the calling that God has. And Sandra, thank you for sharing that this morning because it's exactly what the Holy Spirit is saying. Encourage each other today while you still have the opportunities. Encourage, push each other forward. Push you, lift somebody up. Let them have the spotlight. Let them, let them fulfill the calling that God has. Yeah. Speak words of life. And that's why it's so important to guard ourselves against offense. Because when we get offended, anger, bitterness kills a person. Kills a relationship. Kills life. I'm getting ready to pray for lunch. 
You know, I'll just read some of my notes. This world wants to tear you apart. Wants to chew you up and spit you out. And we get caught in just the rat race, the, the, the mouse wheel. Just going 100 miles an hour to achieve what we want to achieve and get done what we want to get done. And we leave, we'll crawl on people. We'll push down, we'll step on people. That's the world system. It's get ahead before someone else gets ahead. And that means stepping on people, step on them. And God calls us, no, lift them. Speak words of life. Encourage each other. Motivate each other to get together. Proverbs, Proverbs 12. Oh, my. Uh, I was looking at my notes thinking, how am I going to get half an hour out of this? And then it's like, wow, I got some really good stuff. Maybe I just needed it. Proverbs 12.25. Well, maybe I... Anxiety in a man's heart weighs it down, but a good word. There's <laughs> a different translation. Anxious fear brings depression, but a life-giving word of encouragement can do wonders to restore joy to a heart. That's what God's calling you and I to do today. Proverbs 16:24. Pleasant words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. Here's a different translation. Nothing is more appealing than speaking beautiful, life-giving words, for they release sweetness to our souls and inner healing to our spirits. What's coming out of your mouth? As I was thinking... As I was just uh, spending some time. Faith is the, the uh, substance of things hoped for. The word hope is your confident expectation. So faith is the substance of what you have a confident expectation of. And, wow, I, I love detective shows, and I'm in the middle of this amazing series, but, wow, the people, they, just, they talk, you know what, you're good for nothing. Your life will never amount to anything. And as, they, as these police officers are competing for position, they're tearing each other apart. Wow, that, that was a lousy call on that one. He ain't going to amount to anything. What is your confident expectation for each other? Some people say, uh, you got to be careful. You don't want to speak too much positive. 
thinking. But God is about life. And what kind of life? An abundant life. The thief comes to steal, kill, destroy. So our faith, when we want to build each other's faith, because we're called to build each other's faith, what kind of words should be speaking to each other? Words of life, words of hope, words fill, filled with a confident expectation of what God wants to do in your life. The heavenly calling that he has on our lives. Encourage people and say, I, you know what, I can see you fulfilling that. Say, like, oh, 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 hold on, hold on. We don't want to, to, to uh, fill them with false hope. <laughs> if, it's, if it's in God's word to, to heal the brokenhearted, to bind up those who have wounds, to open a prison door, to, to, to break chains of bondage off people, that we are given the power and the authority by the Holy Spirit to do. Now, that's a generalization for every Christian. It's not, oh, I, that was prophesied over me. No, that was in God's word. Spoken to Jesus, who is our model, who is our example. And then he gave us the Holy Spirit and said, now do what I've done. That is for every believer to walk out and do so it's not some sort of false hope, some just puffing somebody up. No, those are life-giving, faith-building, hope-infusing, encouraging words to go out and bring life to somebody. Ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, reveal the Holy Spirit. In, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 says, searches the deep things of God and then reveals them to us. So, ask the Holy Spirit, God, Holy Spirit, what in that reservoir of information is for me today? <laughs> and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal something for you today or tomorrow. Speak life to each other. We have enough things that, can, that are just tearing society, our city, our neighborhoods. There's enough stuff that tears us apart. There's enough bad news out there. Today, while it's still today, encourage one another not to harden our hearts, not to fall to the deception of sin, but rather encourage each other to fulfill the heavenly calling that's on each other's lives. And in verse, in chapter 10, Hebrews, though, sorry, thir, uh, 10. Did I give you the wrong one? He, Hebrews chapter 10. I, I, I have to read it because... So now, this is, sorry, chapter 10. I gave you the wrong chapter. 23. So now, we must cling tightly to the hope that lives within us, knowing that God always keeps his promises. That's, encourage each other. <laughs> sorry, I don't have enough time. Discover creative ways to encourage others 
and to motivate them towards acts of compassion, doing beautiful works as expressions of love. This is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together as some have formed the habit of doing because, they, because we need each other. In fact, we should come together even more frequently, eager to encourage and urge each other onward. I don't know how else I can say it. Better than the Bible can say it. So I'm going to read that again. So now, verse 23. We must cling tightly to the hope that lives within us, knowing that God always... Now that's amazing. It keeps his promises. For he who promised is faithful. Wow. Discover creative ways to encourage others and to motivate them towards acts of compassion, doing beautiful works as expressions of love. This is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together as some have formed the habit of doing because we need each other. In fact, we should come together even more frequently, eager to encourage and urge each other onward as we anticipate the coming day. God has brought us together. Hopefully you believe that as much as I believe that. That it's not a mistake that you're here. It's not a mistake that you're part of this local body. And being part of the local body means we're members of each other. That means we share life. Members of each other, they share life. They share it. They don't compete for it. They don't trample on each other to get a better share of it. But rather, each member encourages growth. encourages nutrition, maturity, encourages that in each other so that I'm not like that at some point in time. If this leg grew, f <laughs> if we're, we want, to, we want to grow together. And so speak life. Choose life. Choose to strengthen. I remember my first few sermons, and some of them even nowadays, are horrible. Hor horribly given out. <laughs> I, I look back on my notes, and I said, what was I thinking? But people encouraged me. I didn't get benched. <laughs> I got pushed out more. No, it wasn't that, that maybe behind the scenes that he, he needs some more practice, so we better get him out there again. But they encouraged me. 
They said good things about what I had said. Even though maybe I didn't give it out in the best way or maybe I step on people's toes or just sometimes I'm really blunt. And my children, you know, when I encourage a drive-through uh, um, order taker and I encourage them to do a better job, my children get embarrassed. They said, Dad, come on. But, but we need to encourage each other. Encourage, speak life. Man, I'm sure glad to see you today. Speak life, speak life, speak life. Encourage each other. Because somehow, in some way, and for some reason, God connected us. And God wants us to grow together. He's got an amazing plan, an amazing purpose, individually and corporately. Do you realize that, that uh, there's three different members that have been to Africa well, once we go there? Three different members of this congregation that have been to, three different groups that have been to Africa. Yeah, just in the last couple months. And we've, we've touched... In, many different nations. God has an amazing plan and purpose. When, when we, I forget what I was preparing, but we have a little, we're preparing a book of all the different things that this body does. And it starts locally on this street. Then it goes over a couple more streets to some other schools. Then it goes a few more roads over to the food bank. That's locally. Then God's connected us provincially through Pastor Ron Short. He's an amazing hub of blessing for how God is using us through them to reach our province. And then we go international. God's got an amazing plan. And each one of us is part of it. And I want to encourage each of you to encourage each other to fulfill the call. You know, the best, the best conference you can have is over a cup of coffee. <laughs> I've been to conferences of several hundred people and got nothing out of it. The best conference is call up a couple people and share life. Because out of a conference, you should be encouraged and have life imparted as you. The best place to do that is with one or two or three people over a coffee at Timmy's or wherever or over your coffee table at home or your dinner table. Encourage, share life, give life, promote life in each other. Amen? Amen. And we're going to practically do that in about two minutes as we go next door and share some life. Find out Find out what God is calling somebody to. <laughs> Bradley wants to be a pastor. Who would have known? He just, he just sits behind the drums and makes noise and irritates me during worship because he's so loud. But son, uh, I love how loud you play, by the way. But anyways, he wants to be a pastor. He's married a young lady from Costa Rica that he met on the mission field. Okay. Now, maybe none of you knew that about him, that he wants to be a pastor. Now we can encourage him. 
Somebody came up to him two weeks ago after he did communion and said, you know, I just see you becoming a pastor. Somebody just in the car. It wasn't one of us pastors. It was somebody else. Okay, so now that's a fact about Bradley. Encourage him. Say, man, you, what, a, what, what has God spoken to you this week? And draw it out of me. <laughs> Encourage him. <laughs> but get to know somebody. What is God calling you to? What, what is the passion of your heart? And, and discover that about each other so that you can encourage them. So that you can pat them on the back and, and, and speak a word of life. And maybe God will say something to you in the middle of the night about somebody. And you can, wow, give them a, a word that God just birthed in your life. Speak life. Speak life. Lift up. Strengthen. Encourage, stir up. Paul, Paul is stir up the gift that's in you. Stir it up. And that was Paul just talking to Timothy, I think it was, about I want to encourage myself, each other. Find out about each other and what makes them tick and talk. And maybe after a while you won't don't want them to talk so much. And you just what makes you tick? <laughs> But find out about it and, and encourage. Encourage them. To, don't wait past today to fulfill the heavenly calling. The heavenly calling that's on your life. But that's, get it moving. Amen. Father, we thank you. You're the God that lifts us up. That encourages us. And you're living inside of each one of us, help us and teach us to encourage each other. Lift each other up. Advocate for each other. Guard each other's back. Watch each other's back. Help us to grow together. Grow together in fulfilling the heavenly calling that you have on this congregation and on each one's life. Help us to promote each other, to lift each other up and, and, and motivate each other to fulfill the calling that you have for us. Bless the food that we are about to partake of. Bless our fellowship. Bless our exchange of life. In the name of Jesus, everybody said amen. God bless you with a great meal, a great afternoon. Enjoy the sunshine.